The following program is paid for by the Hawkeye Huddle. Brought to you by Angie Lancaster Remax, G-MIG's 5th Street Pub, and AMPM Plumbing. Now, live from G-MIG's 5th Street Pub in Valley Junction, this is the Hawkeye Huddle with your hosts, David Creighton Jr. and Brett Ridge. And we are live here. A little feedback on there. How are we doing that? All right. Either way, okay, I can hear myself twice. But we're playing with the equipment, but we are live here at G-MIG's Brett Ridge, Dave Creighton Jr. And uh, as we are each week from 5 to 6 o'clock here on uh, 1350 KRNT. I'm thinking we're good, right? Okay. Anyway. Hey, David, can I hear you? Not yet. Not yet? Okay. <laughs> we're having him dial in. Still playing with the equipment. Hey, uh... This is a big week, obviously. It's Cyhawk week, and the Hawks uh, will be taking on the Cyclones this Saturday, 2.30. Uh, they started off, of course, this weekend. I feel like I've never done this before. Let me just start this over, okay? Welcome to the Hawkeye Huddle. This is Brett Ridge, Dave Creighton Jr., my longtime partner, 20 years now on the air here at uh, G-MIGS, and we're on 1350 KRNT this year. Appreciate uh, finding that partnership and getting that rolling, and Dave will be on here in a minute as soon as he can dial into the station. Uh, we are at G-MIGS. You will find us here each week through the winter basketball uh, wrestling season, so we'll be here through March. Uh, on Tuesday nights from 5 to 6 o'clock. I think we're in pretty good shape for preemption. I don't think the Cubs are going to get in our way at all. We love the Cubs, and they're not going to get in our way. And on top of that, we're not going to have a problem uh, too much with Drake, I don't think, either. Uh, Drake basketball, of course, uh, on 1350 from time to time as well. Now, I get a little feedback, so I feel like I can hear you. You know, you're so sensitive about this feedback issue. It's, no, it's, it's, good. I gotcha. it's like you, you have to hear yourself so much that you never stop to hear anyone else. Allow me to talk. Uh, I, well, what I was hearing was I heard myself like four times, and that was really not. That's not. I don't like. Oh my gosh! Myself. Come on, Sybil, you can handle it. You can't hear me. I can't hear you. Nope. Can't get. Can't get you. But anyway, um, Peter can hear me. Okay, there I got you. No. So, Hawks started no. off this weekend. David, you and I uh, had. Well, first of all, since we last left the year, we had quite a few shenanigans. Right. We were in Chicago for three days. Uh, some things we could repeat on the air and talk about, and others we'd just rather not. Uh, but we had a very good time. So by the time we got to Saturday, we were a little worn out, actually. I well, there's think. no question we were worn out. We are older men in this today's world, and uh, we took it easy, at least in the pregame. Well, frankly, on the entire day on Saturday, we took it easy. We were able to go see Dave Sr. It is tailgate for a bit. We checked out the Swarm tailgate uh, up to and next to where we park. Yeah, right there at the courtyard. Yeah, exactly. And, and then uh, then walked over to the game. We did miss the band, um, but we saw the, the Hawks come out of the tunnel. I caught the band because I was not in the beer line. Uh, young Andrew Ridge got a couple of beers, and you, you guys were down in the beer line. So I did catch the band even. But, yeah, you caught the tunnel walk. We were in good shape, and everything was went going fine. It went swimmingly for the first two drives of the game uh you know and actually first two and a half drives of the game we were very fired up and pleased with what we saw and then it was as if we traveled back in time somewhere into the middle of last year some quarter that just didn't look very good against one team or another and we just sort of stayed there for the rest of the game now it was 180 degrees in the shade 
right? Okay. People, li- Can I disagree? people literally passed out behind us. I mean, it, it did happen. But but things kind of slowed down, and so the enthusiasm slowed down in a number of different ways to where when we were on our way home, we were less impressed and less excited about what we had hoped we were going to see. Well, I'm going to disagree with you, and, and here and this should surprise everyone. Um, first of all, I thought the first three drives that the Hawks had were excellent, and frankly, I felt like they should have kicked the field goal to go up 17-0 to zero to maintain momentum. I know that they were trying to, for lack of a better way to put it, go for the knockout punch and get that get a third touchdown there in the first three drives. But it, it's hindsight, of course, but I believe we should have kicked field goal at that point, gone up 17-0. to zero. Um, And instead, by going and for We were it, not arguing about that, by no, the no, way. No. We, we were in agreement. Well, right. Right. But in the third quarter, when Iowa came out, and did have a real nice drive to put up the last touchdown that they did score. Um, when when that happened, you know there were or excuse me, there were two opportunities for touchdowns to be made. Um, both were dropped. Frankly, I, I think you can make a case there were three. Uh, Lachey dropped one. Levon Williams dropped one, and Nico dropped one. Nico dropped one in the end zone that would have been yeah, a touchdown. And that was a win. really nicely thrown ball. That was that was yeah. the tough one, right? When you, when we're when you when Iowa threw, realize Iowa only threw into the end zone. I'm, I'm taking about literally attempting passes into the end zone seven times the entire year last year. You're about That's last attempts. Year. No, I'm saying attempts for an entire year. And then when you have a ball thrown into the end zone like that, it, it, and it's so well uh, uh, dropped, it's just dropped right in the breadbasket. It, it is deflating. It's disappointing. The others were outside the end zone. Guys would have had to run in. But it was kind of fun. That would have been the third. It was the third ball on the day that was thrown into the end zone to try to score. Actually, it was the fourth, right? We had, there was an incompletion in the end zone, too. So, yeah, there were a handful of drops there that, Things could have gone a little bit better, right? They could have scored a little differently. Well, not only that, I mean, in the Hawks did score uh, another touchdown. I mean, we did score 10 points in the second half, which is, is not enough. I get it. From a, and quite honestly, early in the season, uh, style points seem to matter. Um, you know, clearly Florida State had some quality style points Sunday night. Uh, Clemson, you know, they go two-year-old in the bed last night, um, and they don't really seem to – I mean, they dropped to 25 in the AP poll. It's like, seriously, you got to be 28-7 to at Duke, and you're still rated because your name's Clemson. If there's things that, that drive me crazy. Uh, Nevertheless, my point is this. I took out a lot more positives than I did negatives um, from the football game on Saturday. I have a huge concern uh, with Caden and his leg, and how long is this going to linger literally until, until December with him? Um, is he going to be able to, I don't know, get a cortisone shot or something along that line? That might help him uh, and, and improve his uh, capacity to, to be mobile because I thought he, he showed some mobility. and He showed great touch. Um, my concern, of course, would have to be with the running game because the running game – Again, not great. The jet sweeps were working good. And how about but how about that that play with that kid who was a walk on? But but here's here's the question about the jet and I, get, get me away from where I want to go, but the jet sweep well, who that cares motion where you that, go? 
Oh, I've, got a, I've got a script. I've got scripted plays. Well, um, that's for the, sure. The scripted, the scripted plays work. So, um, my point being that the this jet sweep worked. Not only did the jets, but jet motion works. They had. They. I think. Uh, um, Definitely, uh, we've seen articles written over the last six, eight months about how the jet sweep motion, whether or not you hand the ball off, it draws guys away. Iowa did not do a lot of play action. They did no motion other than the handful of times that they handed off on the jet sweep. I just kind of wondered where that went because it was actually helping and working, right? Even if you don't, and it does help and work. And I, 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 I was happy to see they used it a little bit, but there could have been a little bit more of that. When people say, well, I, you know, Brian, uh, Kirk's really not just dialing it back and not doing anything. I actually do think there were some points in time the other day where they could have opened things up a little bit differently, and they didn't. Partially, well, they, probably because Cade's hurt, right? Probably or, because or, why, why do anything else? Why right? do anything else? Yeah. You had the game in yeah. hand, you know. Well, I'll tell you, you why. Because the drive for 325, and he, he didn't. He's, he's negative one on that, right? But... But Minus one on the sound better. Sound hanging better. up, Peter. So let, hey, let's do it this way. So let's 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 look at this. First of all, the Hawks stayed at number twenty-six in the coaches' poll, uh, dropped out of the top twenty-five in the in the AP poll, but only uh, down to number twenty-six. Uh, obviously, Colorado jumped in there, and uh, Duke's playing around in there now, whereas Iowa is not anymore. But not that, that's fine. You only beat Utah State twenty-four to fourteen. By the way, it was one touchdown in the second half. They had, had the field goal right before halftime, made it seventeen to three at halftime. So you only had one drive in the second half, and you scored on that one drive, which was good. Um, but I, I thought that from a momentum standpoint, one of the things that was just a killer was when you had the 14-0 the uh, lead, you drove down, you're getting a chance to uh, possibly extend that lead. You got a fourth and one. Well, that's, that's what I was saying. Yeah, that just fourth kick the field goal. Just kick the field take goal. The points. Right, take the points. Because... I and but but like I but I but I'm also I'm also okay with if you're going to go for it that's fine but then the only play that is there is the quarterback sneak and your quarterback's hurt so they're not going to do that well, and Kirk said as much today guess what we're just that's out of our playbook right now okay well I'm, if that is then bring we, in the belldozer right the hill the hill dozer the hill dozer the hill the, the, the Deacon Hill is a know. big dude well so late in this in the third quarter we changed seats and went down and sat mm-hmm. down with Colby mm-hmm. and he's in row seven and let me tell you. Deacon Hill's huge. Yeah, he he's Nathan Chandler with broader shoulders, right? If you and go back way butt. back, way, way back when. So uh, look, I, I, maybe that's telegraphing what you're going to do. Who but cares? But right on that play, which turned out to be a pretty big play in the game, um, uh, Iowa had no. There was nobody. Utah State had nobody over the center, right? So since when, when you are in fourth and one, and you're the University of Iowa, do you not just stand up and walk forward for six inches? When right? you're when you're quarterback, right? Right. right. Okay, fine. Bring hey, the, so, Chief, the Chiefs haven't run a quarterback sneak since Mahomes hurt his ankle right? uh, uh, in, I, at Denver three years ago. I, I, and it's a, it's a fair point. Then, then bring in the other guy if you're like, okay, well, then that's going to telegraph things. Fine. If they move somebody over the center, then you fake into the line and flip it out to the side, and you get your six, your get your five yards, whatever. There's a way to do it, and how, it was just so. How about that fake one where they pitched it out to? Uh, yeah, exactly. Uh, it's like the reverse pitch out that they ran yeah. uh, to Goodson for about a 70-yard touchdown it, against Indiana. Right. It's, it's a go-ahead, play action one way and go the other. There's a number of different things. You can run a counter. You can run all kinds of stuff instead of handing the ball four yards deep in the backfield, right? But aside from that, that was a, that was a momentum killer in a lot of ways. 
And then from there, they ran out of scripted plays. You and I both said it while we're sitting there like, well, the script is now. Right. They're trying to write the script as they go. And this is one thing. I'm sorry. This is where I think Brian Ferentz, and and I don't know how Kirk works into this. This is where Brian Ferentz falls apart. What? Is it, we, just, is, we just run into, we have no idea what to do. And, and it's Kirk's, not that, Brett, it's not that they don't have any idea what to do. What it feels like to me is that they're, they're not planning play after play after play. What it appears to me is, is that, okay, it's first and ten, so we've got seven first and ten plays. So we'll pick one. It doesn't work. Now we're in second ten. As we'll opposed pick, to saying, okay. Yes, what's I, working, right? I, I, I want to run. I want to run the four yard out on first and ten. On on second and four, I'm going to go play action and run the tight end across the middle, hopefully to get a first down. And then on third and six, or third and short, or whatever it might be, I'm, I'm going to have three plays that I've already got in my head, what those might look like. It, so Kirk said today, well, they, you know, the, they had a new coach, so he had to watch tape of what he did in the MAC. Okay, he said. So we were throwing darts, and then we were giving us different looks, and I'm like. Okay, so they're giving you different looks, but they gave you those different looks through the first quarter when you were doing well. So by the time you got to the second quarter, are you seriously telling me the man who's about to win his 200th game this weekend, that you as a 200-win coach, you're going to pass everybody ever as the winning – he's going to be the winningest coach all time in the Big Ten eventually, right? Well, that's assuming he stays – Another Just a few, another few years. He's about to pass both Shen Beckler and Amos Alonzo Stagg, and he's got to get to Woody. But the point is, you're that guy, and you that can't – Buzz Lightyear? It might be. I, I, but I, I just – well, they were throwing different looks at us. Then change what you're doing. How do you, What do you mean you don't, ha, you don't have I, any idea but Brett, how to make a change, in an in-game are, are adjustment? You, so – your point in what your suggestion is they're throwing different looks at you and you should change your place. My point is what I think he's saying, they're throwing different looks up up front. We don't know how to block those different looks based upon the audibles uh, uh, and those okay. sorts of things. We then, don't have it. We don't have it. We don't have that. We have not figured that component out yet with this offensive line and perhaps quarterback combination. And so, therefore, we're going to run what we called. <laughs> okay. Okay. So, but something to work on, something to think about, because you know Iowa State's going to be coming with the Well, they house. run a three-three-five just like Utah State did. And they're right? going to yes. be coming with the house, yes. and they've got some tendencies, and obviously Iowa's got a million tendencies. Uh, uh, um, right. Uh, right. A million, a million tendencies. Right. I, I just think, I, and I, I agree, I, there's no question over the years we have seen this for sure, regardless, regardless of how many guys are back. Kirk has a smaller playbook at the beginning of the year than he does at the end of the year, right? He, he, they just have th things that they add in. What I didn't understand was I thought I saw some of those things and then they weren't used. I thought I saw, we saw a great screen pass, right? Scripted to Jazz Patterson, right? And that ball, that they, he, uh, Cade McNamara, perfect timing. Spencer Peters would have grounded that ball. Right. Because Cade looked downfield. He had a little bit of time to throw, not a ton, but a little bit of time to throw. But he looked downfield, locked, looked off those guys, and then a dart, right? right. And it wasn't, uh, it, and it was just so well conceived. It was a miracle, actually. That Patterson didn't go for a touchdown. He actually, the, the two two linemen whiffed, right? right? But in, in any case, no, that play was good to go. For right. 60 in yards. any case, so well done. Where did that go? Right. We we didn't try to run a screen. I, 
Don't oh, think they, we ran a screen the rest of the day. Maybe no, one. No, they ran tight end screens. Uh, they yeah, had, that's not the same thing. I agree. They ran a tight end screen. They ran, but it's not Andy the same Reed thing. Andy Reid runs. Watch Thursday night. I'll bet he runs twelve different kinds of screens. <laughs> well, the leading receivers in the game for Iowa, of course, Luke Lachey uh, had seven receptions. Eric Hall, all I think, had four plus a touchdown. Um, the catch so, Lachey yeah. made on that long pass was oh, something. You, the catch you, Nico Regani yeah. made on his long, long catch was something. Cade, uh, Cade how, come goes, Devine, how come Vines didn't have any targets? So, the, two well, first of all, Cade goes 17 of 30 for 191 yards and two tees. Three of them were dropped, and two of them were caught that were just unreal, right? So, the, things even out in some ways. But uh, good questions. Deontay Vines, uh, no targets, which you expect. I mean, Seth, Ander Seth Anderson's the backup, and he, he's the one they went deep to on the first play of the game. Second. Um, uh, second play of the game. Caleb Brown. Had I think five or, uh, five targets. He played like three quarters of the plays, and then you got Nico, who we didn't really really realize was uh, dinged up. He only played 15 snaps, but he caught like five six balls. Right um, at the end of the day, it was kind of a weird thing, but clearly the tight end is still the thing. Iowa ran a four tight end set, I think four or five times in the game, using tight ends as fullbacks and all kinds of other stuff, which is an interesting thing. Did Apparently, they go wham yeah. banana? Well, they didn't. They, Hayden Large did not play until the fourth quarter, so that was a wham banana. But uh, yeah, we got to get to our first break. But I want to. I want to just throw that out there because I think you make a good point. There were some strange things go. going on. We got to call Tom. So yeah, uh, there's some strange things going on with how the rotations went the other day as well. A lot of stuff to work out, and it and it brings us forward into the uncertainty of this week, which normally is the most exciting week. I still think it is. Right. I love Cyhawk Week. I All right, it. we're going to get to a break. We're going to come back. Lord willing, we'll have Tom Caker of HawkeyeReport.com on for the uh, 20th season of the Hawkeye Huddle right here on 1350 and 102.1 FM. This is the voice of the Bulldogs, Chuck Reed, and the Bulldogs play here on 1021 FM and 1350 ESPN. And you might find Chuck Reed here from time to time, particularly during the basketball season uh, after our show. Chuck, he stops one of the, in. Yeah, one of our, uh, he's a good friend of ours. Loyal, right? loyal supporters. Yes, he would. Loyal he, yeah, he stops in, and we have some good conversations. He's always got the joke a, of the day. Well, and a sports trivia question that he's right. like, "Okay, here's one for you," and you're like, "Okay, well, let's think about this for an hour." Right? Pretty good stuff. Love Chuck. Anyway, um, let's see, see if see Tom Caker's joining us. Yeah, let's hope Tom Caker of HawkeyeReport.com joining us for the 20th year on the Hawkeye Huddle. Good afternoon, Tom. Good afternoon, gentlemen. Yeah, it's year twenty-one for me on the beat. So, oh my Great. gosh, you got us beat. Okay, well. right. But the huddle's been doing it for twenty years. That's amazing, and you've been with us uh, the whole time, only for our subscription too. <laughs> it's pretty fair, pretty yeah. fair deal for us. Yeah, uh, it's a great deal, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 It couldn't be any better. But we appreciate you as always. So. Uh, Tom, what were your impressions? I read your uh, ten things you took away, but well, you know, he doesn't do impressions. But yeah, yeah. <laughs> your your takeaways from the from the game on Saturday. Now that we've had a couple days to reflect and and cool off uh, from Saturday afternoon. Um, start couldn't have gone any better than. Um, I mean, they couldn't have couldn't have asked for a better start with Kate completing his first pass for a touchdown, and then a more traditional drive uh, for a score and. And then it just sort of fell back into kind of a lull until the start of the fourth quarter, and then they put together one more drive. And um, 
You know, I found something. I posted this on the board the other day, and, and I, I saw something that uh, you know, they do like this expected um, completion percentage you know, based on like drops and different things. And I will probably could have scored maybe two more touchdowns, honestly, um, if they just bought the football. Yeah, his, that's. Um, I agree. His ex- his expected completion percentage was about was seventy four percent. Based on yeah. the throws and then just the drops. So, yeah. Um, it, but six drops. I'll say this: pass protection much better, run blocking yeah. not any better. Right. right. No, I think you, I think you hit the nail on the head. We we commented while we were sitting there. He was getting time to throw. The only sack was literally a blown assignment. Either, and I saw somebody diagramming it. Uh, I think Fox had somebody diagramming it where either Kate or Logan Lee missed the call on the blitz that he got sacked on. Right. That was it. Other than that, good pass blocking, right? It wasn't really an issue. That's great to see. So if, if worst comes to worst, you can start trying to throw the ball over the yard eventually. Um, Kirk has done that once when Drew Tate was had no running backs, right? But in this case, I think they're going to try to get the line to start to, to run block better. And I here's here's my, my, my question, Tom, is – and, and I see Rusty Feth and, and uh, Dijon Parker are second stringers. They played uh, – Dijon played three plays. He's been dinged up, I know. Uh, Rusty played like 30, right, 35, yeah. um, as a yeah. second stringer. I expected both of them to kind of be starters. Is the Iowa offense that difficult to grasp, or are they just well, coming in not Parker, as good Parker as the other guys? Parker yeah. basically all the spring ball, and then probably about half of fall camp. So he comes in, and he has really not had practice time. So he's, it's just going to take some time. I mean, literally, he had one practice in spring, and then he, he hurt his knee, and then it's been a rehab. So I just don't think there was any expectation that, that Parker would have come in. Um, Beth was kind of brought in more as, as a backup guy, kind of a guard. Um, and again, he did not participate in spring ball, so he's you know getting up to speed in fall camp. So I just I think this is the group that they've got. Maybe Bo Stevens will be back in a week or two, uh, and you can insert him perhaps in there. Um, they have attributed the uh, struggles running the football to just the that. The, Utah State did some things that were different than they were expecting because they didn't have a lot of film on any of the guys and they didn't have film on the, the new defensive coordinator in terms of what he what he would do at Utah State. So we'll see what happens um, this week. You know, the growth the growth you're looking for out of some of those new guys, right? And, and it, Not just the new guys. Uh, well, I know, but I'm saying I was about to move on to Nick Jackson. Uh, I clearly super, super fast, super quick, super aggressive, and out of position a bunch the other day. Right? He's got he's going to learn. So the defense the other day I thought was actually it was good. It wasn't um, the lockdown we've expected. Heck, we lost the Buckus Award winner, and and then beyond that, a guy that was an All Big Ten player at there. Higgins filled in great, and he's going to be so fun to watch. But uh, Nick Jackson's going to get better, right, Tom? He's he's going yeah, to be better than he was the other day. He's and I. Talking to Nick, um, you know, fairly recently, and he was—he's still kind of adjusting. You know, it's all new to him. Terminology's new, 
team is new, uh, but he's getting it, and it's just a, it's a process for him right now. And 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 they Utah State did a good job of matching up slot receivers on him, and and that caused him some problems. So, right, right. That's not play, something he's been accustomed. The one play where accustomed. he got beat, that was actually um, you know Cooper was supposed to kind of come over and help on that one, and and probably if he gets recognizes it maybe a, a step or two earlier, Cooper probably picks that pass off, and instead he just um, got there late, and it was a big play. So right, that's it, just it, you, you got to leave the guy in the boundary when you see the ball go in the air and just go for the ball at that point. I and, I don't and, know how uh, Virginia. A line. I don't know how Virginia lines up, but um, in in the Iowa scheme, Nick Jackson's going to cover a lot of guys coming out of the backfield right. passes, right? Or tight ends and, and guys coming across yeah, the middle. It's going to happen. Also, yeah. He was playing middle at. He was playing middle linebacker at, at Virginia, so he's that's true. Kind a little of different. Sliding back into his yep. old to a different spot too. So, um, and you know Higgins should play at middle because he's uh, a little bit bigger. He's, call, he's calling the plays, and he's got, and he's got more experience. Yeah, no question. No 16 question. tackles for that kid the other day. 12 soul. I mean, he was all over the place. The other guy that was super that we that we both we were when you left and went over and sat with uh, with Colby, right? Right. We came back to the car and we're like, well, there was one one standout play. Sebastian Castro takes on the entire Utah State defense <laughs> on a screen play and tackles again. Destroys the two guys blocking that, him that, and makes the tackle for there's the two a guy, loss. Right, now there's a guy that uh, has continued to step up his game every year. And now he's just in one of those spots where you're like, you expect him to make plays. And he, that, was, that was the best play of the game. I t- I'll, I'll share this with you. I talked to Cooper DeGene um, recently and – and um, and I asked him. I said, "Who's the you know guy who's just really had a great camp before the season?" And he said, "Fashion Castro." And you're seeing that. I mean, he's playing terrific football, and I think he's really found a home at that cash position where he can he can make plays. He looks just totally comfortable out there. Knows what he's doing. Um, aggressive hitter, and he's just he's fitting into that. Monty Hooker, uh, Dane Belton, yep. uh, yeah, you know, kind, yeah. of, uh, kind of level of player right now, and that's that's good. That's to a see. spring, I, you know. I, I, I Wampa's playing very good too. I think they, X is just, you know, that is he okay? I don't know. I don't think they have anybody on the rest of the team except maybe Cooper that could make that interception. Yeah, Cooper's no probably question. The only guy. Wamp, yeah. Wampa's good, right? He was just oh. cramping, right? Yeah, he's okay yeah, for this week. Cramp. All right. Just a cramp. All right. Same with LeSean uh, Williams. Just a cramp for him too. Uh, the other guy to, to mention is that Deshaun Lee gets thrown in there as a starter because yeah. Amari Harris, uh, you know, had Jamari Harris had. Uh, um, well, he got caught with the gambling thing, right? He's got two game suspension, I think, is yes. what, what the word two is, games. right? Yes, he'll be out. He'll be out for two games, uh, so he'll miss this week, and then he'll be back for uh, Western Michigan game. Yeah. Well, I thought Deshaun Lee played. Very, very well. Made a couple of nice tackles. He well, missed they, a couple here and there, but he uh, thought he played really well. They threw two balls at him to start the game. Right. It's like, well, I guess they yeah. figured out where he is. Yeah. So not not terrible in terms of, of a drop-off there. It might be tougher this week. But I, I, I like – you know what, Tom? There, every new guy we saw this week impressed me in some way. How about Keon uh, – is it en- Entringer? Cohen Entringer. Yeah, Cohen Entringer. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, making a couple tackles. Well, at the I was end sitting of the game. right in front of yeah. his mother, and she was quite think? excited. 
they um, they really liked him. He uh, he had a great bowl prep last year, and frankly, he may have at least split time with with uh, uh, Xavier Wampa, except he got kind of dinged up during bowl prep. But he was rocking it up the depth charts at that point. Um, you know, going into the bowl game and everything, uh, didn't have a great spring, but. Um, seems to be coming on now, uh, fall camp and beyond. So he's a really good player. The, the, he's going to be uh, a guy who starts for Iowa probably, um, you know, maybe next year. Before we get your thoughts on this week, Tom, how hurt is Cade McNamara? <laughs> he's, he's not great. <laughs> right. I mean, but he's right. Not great. But... He's not going to be great for, for – I think the hope is that – um, you know, maybe three weeks from now, maybe by the end of the month, that he turns a significant corner as long as he doesn't have a setback of, of some sort. But, um, you know, he's still going to do his treatment, still going to, um, you know, limit it in practice and, and those sorts of things. So he's just got to – he's going to battle through this. Frankly, you know what I would do? If, if Iowa can win this weekend, his, his rest of against Western Michigan. Michigan. I yeah. Would, I, would, I, would I, I would agree. I would agree. Order. Yep. I would agree. Go no, on. I agree I with Joey Labus, too. So you got to play a little bit of a long game, and if you can't beat Western Michigan with your backup quarterback, then, um, you know, you got bigger problems. So, Hawks get a win this week, John, uh, there, Tom? Yeah, I think they're going to win. I, I, I think uh, I think Phil Parker is going to confuse those uh, those young quarterbacks. And yes. that's a big deal because, you know, Cade McNamara has played in these type of games. He's played in arguably the biggest college football game every year. You know, he's right. played in Michigan-Ohio State. So he knows what this is like uh, to play in big rivalry games. These other guys have not done that. And I, I think his demeanor and the way he handles things is – and I, I can tell you uh, 100% talking to some of the guys privately – uh, that uh, this is a game that they desperately want. They're tired of hearing about Iowa State. I love it. I love it. That makes Absolutely me feel a lot it. better. <laughs> hey, thanks for joining us on year 20, Tom. Okay. It's going to be a blast, man. Thank you, appreciate Tom. It. I really appreciate you jumping on, Thanks, as guys. always. Have Tom Caker. To Talk to you soon. Haw- All right. com. Now on the On3 Now network. on the On3 network, and uh, we've still connected. The- I-, I can't get off the other one. Have you tried I, I I can't disconnect from the other one. I'm trying to not pay him anymore. I'm it, it's getting to be annoying. I'll we'll talk about that. Hey, you know what we're going to talk about after the break. The break beach balls. There Hang we go. on, this will be fun when we come back on the Hawkeye Huddle on 13:50 KRNT and 102.1 right, FM. 102.1 FM 1350 ESPN. ESPN. I got to be careful about talking back into the bumper, don't I? You absolutely need to be careful. Brett Ridge, Dave Creighton Jr. with you back here on ESPN. A big thanks to Danny and Mike for getting us all squared yeah. away today. Hey, we're, we're in better shape today than we were last week, and I guarantee you we're going to continue to be in better shape. Here's what the deal is. You and I are going to try to figure out how to have our own equipment that we don't have. To, and we haven't done this for 20 years, right? We've been using other people's we stuff. We have been blessed. We've been blessed. And, and actually, this is a blessing as well so we can do our own stuff. Right, which means that we can uh, do a instant, we can do podcast, instant, instant react, react, on, we, right. instant we're, react we're gonna figure podcast it all out. Yep. on the way home. 
Oh, man, that would have been interesting the other day. We well, both slept. I was going to say, that would have been a pretty quiet one. <laughs> it was. We were both, after last I week was in so, Chicago. I was so exhausted, I couldn't breathe. Someday we're going to talk about the man versus food challenge that I sort of three quarters uh, of the way completed. Right. If you want to go out and look at the Timmy O'Toole's on uh, YouTube, you can find that. I did that. So we'll talk Allegedly. about that at some point in time. Um, nice let's thank our sponsors. Though. Let's thank our sponsors. So uh, uh, certainly G-Mix for having us back again. We certainly appreciate that. Angie Lancaster, Remax uh, uh, Concepts. And we're thinking... Our friends at EMP and Plumbing, got to make sure we thank them as well. And you know what? Uh, I want to give a call back to um, Private Wealth Asset Management for the work that they helped us do last year. There's really no reason for them to sponsor. It's not where they're getting their clients, but they wanted to help out the folks here on Fifth Street here in, in Valley Junction. They did that last year, Agreed. so we appreciated that. You may hear from them off and on a, a special segment uh, from time to time this year. We'll work on some of that as well. Also, Cyclone Friends of Hawkeye Hill is showing as well. It's good to see yeah. them, especially uh, on Cyhawk week. week, right? <laughs> Absolutely. Um, beach balls. Here's the deal, and this is a, I'm just going to put it this way. Man yells at cloud. People, leave your. If you are going to the football game and you need to bring a toy to like keep hold your attention, get a Pez. Don't go to the football game. The beach balls belong at home. Or on the beach. Or, at the very least, at the end of the game when nobody cares anymore. This is what I'm going to say about this. And for those of you who sit in Section 102, yes, it was me that caught and deflated Man yells at cloud. three beach balls. Three. I three. caught one and set it down nicely. Actually, the gal next to us who sat next to I, I keep forgetting her name. She and her husband have been there for two years with us. She did the first one. Everybody was everybody was annoyed. They brought the beach balls out after the first play, right? They, no, after the first touchdown. Okay, one ball came out, then two, and Can't so we she just do bubbles. Fine, whatever. They, they just stop away. hitting me in the head. So by halftime, she caught and deflated one at my suggestion. Another one came by, and Gary, the old guy that yes. I've sat next to forever, who you know, yes. Grateful Dead Gary, right? And he caught one, and and he handed it to me, and I was going to deflate it. And I'm like, and then he hands me a key, and I'm like, and I popped it. Shouldn't have popped it. Little girl down below. Little, not little. She 12, 13, 14-year-old Teenager. Kid. Yes. Her, she was her and her heartbroken. Friend. Yeah, heartbroken. Wh- whatever. Get whatever, over I it. know. So then, the game's the, going on behind you. Not, in the middle of the fourth quarter, here comes another one. Whacks me in the head, and Andrew I, caught it and handed it to I me. I couldn't have been more glad I, I was gone. You were gone no, at that no, point. No beach balls in 127. I just set it down, and some dude comes from eight rows behind me to, sir, sir, do not pop that beach ball. And I looked at him, and I'm like, and you are? Beach ball police? I'm the guy telling you. I said, I'll tell you what's going to happen. There's two things that are going to happen. I can just set it right here, or I can take it to security and hand it to them, and then you can go get it from them. But either way, i tell you what, I'm not going to deflate it because I don't really care. I'm just not going to pass it on because it's annoying me. I pay $100 to sit here, and I pay to come to the football game. $100 per game. Per game. To sit here and watch the football game and not get hit in the head by beach balls. I, anyway, and the guy, so he left. Dude in front of you with the earring. Yeah. Yeah, he turned around and threatened me. He's going to bring a beach ball every week for the rest of the year to annoy us. And you want to anyway, know what? He won't be there. No, he won't. And I said to him, I'm like, uh, buddy, you do you. And if that happens and one la- land, your beach ball lands in my lap, 
I'm going to hold on to it and deflate it. And that'll be the thing. Just, and just then, then you can go and get mad at me and get kicked out of the uh, game because you're worried about a baseball right. instead of the game. Right. Dude, I'm watching the football game. Just, just people, it's fun and all that. A Man little bit. At cloud. I, I wanted to yell. I was yelling at Cloud. And I was telling people to get off my lawn. But at the same time, at the same time, it's like, you know what? Everybody around me was applauding. What's, All these people. What's so. interesting is I didn't see beach balls in any other section. No, that was the weird part, wasn't it? We were like, why is it our section? Right? I don't I, know. I don't know. Anyway, Swarm Beer. They had the Swarm Beer. You have to ask for it in some places. You have to know where to go. I will tell you right now. On the corners. The corners of the of the stadium. I'm not talking on the sides. I'm literally talking the corners. You get in the shade. That's where you can find it for sure. We had it in uh, uh, in the uh, in the northwest northeast corner, right around the. I have to give a shout so. out to the dude from Easy Eddie who bought me and uh, uh, bought you, yeah, yeah, a beer. Yeah, he was the yeah. founder that of Big Grove Brewery. Yeah, that was great. Um, do we have another break? We're going to have to do. We do. We do. All right. So we'll do that before we get to get to talking about Iowa State. But uh, Swarm Beer readily available, which is great. We enjoyed that. I would say this. Um, when it's 94 got, degrees. It, 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 it doesn't was, matter. It's still hot. It's too it was, hot to drink beer. Only. We, I you'll never down, hear this right, out of right. We, I know. I know. You you were the great example. And I got home and my wife said, so how much? Because I lay down on the couch and just kind of watch football. And she's right. like, how much do you have to drink? I'm like, I had three beers. Yeah. And that's an honest Scott truth, right? Right. But I was so dehydrated and hot and tired, and then my, my liver was home, probably compensating from the Cubs game three days earlier. But I had 47 beers at the Cubs game, but it was yeah. sunny in 72. <laughs> I, I got yeah. home and drank a liquid IV, three more bottles of water, and ha- didn't have another drop of alcohol until Sunday morning, afternoon, sometime on Sunday. Wait, wait, what? Yeah, I drank wow. no more on yeah, Saturday night. Right. So it, the... the, the the level of dehydration was a real thing, right? Right. And you missed the old lady passing out behind us. She really did. And, they, you know, and, and it happened in three or four different places. It was hot. It was interesting. But uh, the beer will be available. Swarm beer will be available there. And we're going to be promoting the swarm because Saw it's Andrew really Andrew Kandu, who uh, suggested he may bring us some swarm vodka Ooh. for us to talk about that as well. Oh, that's not a bad idea. Now, they're serving that right here at G-Mix, by yes, the way. Yes, they are. Uh, they have a nice little table tent here with all the drinks you can get. Let's take our final break. We'll come back. We're going to break down Iowa, Iowa State. It's Cyclone. Uh, it's Cyclone. It's the Cyhawk Week, right? right? So the gal on Channel 5 the other night said it's the Cyclophone Week. Cyclophone. <laughs> there you go. It's Cyhawk Week I had a here great, in Iowa. Great month that one day at the Cyclophone, Cyclophone Week. Yes. We'll come back. We'll break it down. We're on ESPN 1350 and 102.1 FM. Do you want to know something? I don't. Dave Creighton Jr. here, Brett Ridge, Hawkeye Huddle, live at G-Mix. Love is like oxygen. <laughs> you get too much, you get too high. ELO. E- little ELO. E- Electric nice. Light Orchestra. Yeah. This is going to be a, a, our production. Danny and I's day. Nice, it's great. Our production is different this year. I love it. Love it's way it. better. It's way better. All right. Uh, as we head into this game, oh, by the way, the field hockey team, we got to mention, they, they're, they number moved, one. they're number one in the country, right? They beat uh, uh, won a couple games the other day. They, they beat uh, Fairfield 3 to nothing, and then Albany, who was number 19, 3 to nothing as well. Who, so what's now, Albany's uh, nickname? The Great Danes. The Great Danes. Now, they got Friday uh, Central Michigan and UMass Lowell at home, so you can go watch them. Or on, they're on BTN Plus as well, but they are now number one in the country ranked. Uh, Second time in uh, field hockey history. Yes. 
Which you think for over the all years where they've had the success, they've only been ranked number one twice, but that, that's where they are. Uh, they had that big win over North Carolina and at Wake Forest uh, a, a couple weeks ago. So good for them. Kind of fun that, uh, that that's happening again. Couldn't Kinda, be any more fun. Yeah, couldn't be any more fun to have this, that that's happening again. Um, so Iowa State. Yep. Six straight years until last year. Hawks had had, had the better of, of Iowa State, but the average win was by 6.8 points. Do you know what the average win was the last for the last four wins for the Iowa State Cyclones over the Iowa Hawkeyes? The average win? The average victory margin. In fact, I, yeah, you know why? Because they've all won every they've game by three. They've all been three, right? So you go back 44-41 in overtime. Uh, 10-7 last year. Not it, Yep. Right? 9-6 in 2012. Six. And then 2007, uh, 20 to, to 17 in 20 to 17. And there was the 15 to 13 game. That was a two-pointer. Yes. I mean, these have been close games. Regardless of who wins, these have been close football games, right? Iowa has had Take a couple points. of times. Well, Iowa's had four. Four. That gets outside of this average, right? It gets under. For, but when Iowa wins, they win by an average of 6.8. When Iowa State wins. Now, keep in mind, we, Iowa won. An overtime game, the Akron Wadley game by six, if I'm not mistaken, didn't or six or seven because the Iowa, Iowa State didn't score. And then Iowa State didn't score. Or no, maybe Iowa it, State I, scored a field goal. Well, it was forty-four. Maybe it was forty-four forty-one again. Yeah, Iowa State but scored. But the field score goal. was reversed yeah, or yeah, something like yeah. that. Anyway, that so was a they, that they, was a great game. Crazy they have game. been very close. Uh, you Last know. time in Ames, didn't we have the storm? That was two times ago. We were spending some time in Brett Halley's pool yesterday, breaking down the day that was the the long rain day because that was one that I may have gotten in an may argument. May or may not have uh, uh, remembered. Well, I got in an argument. I know that towards the end of the game because it was like a nine-hour tailgate in between, right? That won't happen this weekend. It's going to be hot. There's no rain coming, but it's going to be hot. And there will be no beer sold at uh, Jack Trice Stadium. It's the only thing Jamie Pollard has really screwed up as far as but I can tell. They sell it in their um, in their in boxes. Their, in, in their in special right. areas, but right. not right. to the general mass, no. No. which is why everyone wants to go out and come back in. Yes, which you can do. Time. Which you can do. Okay, so you can't it, do in it, Iowa City, right? Is it better to have beer sold during the game, throughout the game, till the third quarter, or be able to go in and out of the stadium. And based upon the way they couldn't get in the stadium in Ames last week, they better be, get that fixed. Right. It'll be interesting to see how that works. Yeah, because it was a mess, right? My tickets are worse this time than last time somehow. I, d I don't know how I dropped down on the totem pole. But um, I'm still in the corner on the side uh, up in Section J. My tickets say Rutgers, uh, that the opponent is Rutgers. That's fine. Yes, I was told that that's still correct. So just like, okay, show up fine. with the ticket yeah, and the barcode. Up, right. So <laughs> that's what I'm going to do. You got but, three minutes. But I am up top away from Iowa State fans. So that's that's the way it's going to. Okay, so. Um, Iowa State's offense was not impressive last week in spite of the fact they scored 30 points. The, well, they had pick six and a, and a safety. Right? Iowa's so, 108 in offense. Iowa State's 115. Right. This is looking to this be a is, barn burner. So the over-under is 35 and a half. This has to be considered, by the way. This has to be considered, right? Um, I, I, I've been going through the last couple of days with mixed emotions about about this. and So for our, our last call of this uh, this week, I, I'm going to call it our swarm vodka last call. Okay, let's just do it for that this way. Week. Swarm vodka last call. I, 
I feel like Iowa comes out on top by, but it's a last. It's literally a last second field goal. I don't, I don't think they cover. I think they win by either one, two, or three points on a last second field goal. I wrote to uh, my good friend Paul Monfort, who's a Nebraska fan, but his son's in the uh, HMB, and I told him it'd be twenty-one twenty, but. I'm not going to go with that on my score this week. This doesn't happen very often. Mm. This doesn't happen very often. Mm. It isn't going to happen this week either. Mm. I was going to win. I was going to win sixteen to eight. Wow! So you're so you're feeling that reason, good about the defense and that bad about Iowa State's offense? Yes. This is all about the fact that this is the second start. For the Iowa State quarterback, the second game that he's ever played, and he's going up against the great Phil Parker. And Phil Parker's got some dudes and some things and some scheme. We didn't blitz one time last week. Not one blitz. Absolutely. Not, I, agree. I totally agree. Everybody's one. like, where's the defensive line? Well, they're not. They're, they're, first defensive of all, line doesn't blitz, right? First, they, of, they, first right, of all, yeah. it was a one step drop yep. uh, for 75% of the pass patterns. Yep. Iowa did get some pressure, just was unable to. to close up and finish the sack yeah. and there were no linebackers filling because they weren't blitzing yeah so i think phil parker's going to dial some things up i look for an extraordinary effort i think iowa holds them well under 250 points or 50 yards and points oh, hell, they're uh, uh during the game and they get eight because they score a late touchdown and go for two to make it 16 to eight love i would I would take that in a heartbeat. I feel like this that is That means a, it's three field goals for Iowa and a touchdown. I, I feel like this is a 21-14 game. Maybe it gets to 9-7 and we score a late I feel like I this know. is 21-14 Iowa State going into the fourth quarter. Iowa ties it on a— How on are they a, getting 21 Iowa, points? I don't know. I mean, that was the part that I, I kept going back to myself. I, Iowa ties was, it Iowa and State then scores score? somehow gets a drive late, gets a, a drive late to get themselves a field goal to win the game. Maybe it's 17-14, but in either, either case, I, I, I Just, felt, you know, would it be, our defense would it be nice is, our defense is 20, not 28 to 10. Well, it'd be beautiful. But our, our defense right now is going to be good. It's got a lot of talent. I feel like it's not where it's going to be at the end of the year. If this is the end of the year, I think you're totally that on. That looked like a preseason NFL game, what they ran out there. We ran 4-2-5 cash base defense the yeah. whole game last week. That's all the Hawks did. They didn't try to do anything well, I'm not sure they're going to have to do a whole lot more this well, week. Well, right? I think that they I think Phil think is he'll I dial don't, I don't think Phil is going to sit yeah. in the base yeah. defense. He is going to yeah. come after he'll them. He'll dial, dial up try and yeah. force some turnovers, get some short fields. That's where we get the three field goals. Well, if you're if you're Iowa and you're looking at uh, our our goal every year is to kind of hit 8-9 wins. If you're Iowa and your your goal is that you're trying this is a pivotal game right this is a pivotal game it's one of those that tips the season one way or the other absolutely last saturday at about 1101 10:58, they started playing this and 70,000 people were going crazy right they won't do good. that this weekend this is a good bump out fate. but love it is a bump out absolutely hey thanks everybody helping us out in the program including danny sitting right here helping us uh, this week Everybody back in the studio. We're getting the Hawkeye Huddle rolling again. If you don't know, for 20 years, we appreciate it here on ESPN 1350. Thanks to Kelly. 102.1. Thanks, Kelly and G-Migs. We'll join you next week on the Hawkeye Huddle.